listening to the SMS Text News Podcast. Here's the way it is. Live from London. You're listening to SMS Text News live from London. Welcome. I'm Ewan McLeod. I'm joined by Ben Smith. Hello. And uh, Dan Lane. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm Ewan. I'm the editor of SMS Text News. Thanks for joining us today. We've just had a lot of conversation over the next couple of minutes. Well, quite a few minutes. But uh, Ben, give us an introduction. Hi, I'm Ben Smith. By day, uh, management consultant, uh, working in the IT industry. By night, uh, well, mostly sleeping, but in the gaps between, uh, getting excited about mobile technology, writing for SMS text news on the consumer products. Cool. And uh, and Dan, uh, tell us more about what you do. I'm a CTO of Howler Technologies uh, and all-round mobile geek. Massive, massive. The one thing I always tell people about Dan is he has a RFID or an RFID chip in his arm so that he can open the door at home. Is that right? Is that, you've, moved, you've moved house now, right? we, We've moved house and it doesn't work on the door in the new building. Ah, you can't reprogram but, that? No, I, I can get a new, new chip implanted, but it's, 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 it's one of those things that's difficult to upgrade. Right. So I think that's pretty, pretty cool. Uh, apologies from James Watley, who is sunning himself in... He's not allowed out to play this week. No, that's, stay home and do his that's right. Uh, so, James, James, hello from you. Um, we have some questions from the audience. So, if you do have any questions, whack them to me. I'll collate them and, uh, and uh, we'll. Ooh, that's a question coming straight in because I did text some people as well. Um, you're, you're welcome to contact us anyway, email or the like. Um, the first question, and let's just go ahead and answer it. Well, actually, we're going to talk about some of the. Um, uh, the, the subjects of these questions, but the first, I'll just read them all out first. Uh, Patrick from uh, Sonus PR um, said uh, the Zib or Zib deal, um, so Zib just recently been bought by Vodafone for a whopping $48 million, $48 million. Uh, and he, Patrick's asking, who else is a target now? So we'll think about that. Um, James, James Watley, uh, he's not here obviously, but he's, he's asking now that Zib's been bought. Um, you know, what's your viewpoint? And what's your viewpoint on the purchase? Uh, also, Plaxo, they were recently purchased. Um, Ricky, Mr. Blickwatch, he runs the Blickwatch column, uh, focusing on Blick uh, every two weeks. He is really annoyed. Oh, more, more, more questions coming in. He's really annoyed by Blick because uh, he's having multiple text agony. Whenever he sends a text, it sends it four times. The Blick system still is not working. It's incredible value for money, though, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Um, and Stefan from Intermobile, um, he's saying hi. He's a new website, thumbreport.com. Pretty smart. Yes, I looked at that. Yeah, week. yeah, very smart. Uh, okay, so thank you, everybody, for your questions. What we're, going, we're actually going to talk about, about those. Um, first up, Ben. Okay, so um, first, first up on the agenda this week. Uh, was the Nokia firmware updates, which you blogged about almost immediately after last week's podcast. I know you've had a, a week to calm down now because you were a little irritated at the time and you've probably done a bit of uh, homework. So where are you now trying to firmware update your E90? And can we talk about this without sounding like the world's biggest nerds? Uh, okay, so my Nokia E90 uh, delights me apart from the fact that I, I have 3G, the 3G icon on it, but I don't have 3.5G. Uh, does annoy me, really annoys me. And what I was discussing with James after the podcast, I thought maybe I should flash the device. Um, it's, it's running the Nokia firmware because um, it's Nokia branded. So if I just use the standard one, perhaps I can get three and a half G speeds. You know, just just basically faster speeds on it. Uh, logged in uh, to the Nokia 
system and find that they switched off support. It, the, the application ran on my Windows Vista machine. It ran and said, would you like to update? Yes. Yeah, I always click update. Cool. Downloads the 25 meg or whatever update from Nokia software. And it says, great. Uh, sorry. You're on Windows Vista. We don't support Vista anymore. Sorry. Um, see you later. I went absolutely nuts. And this is this is laziness, isn't it? Really, because a company the size of Nokia needs to be able to support the you know the newest and most current. Level. Eighty million people using Vista. Okay. Am I right in thinking that you have upgraded using Vista before, and it's something that was turned off? That was Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They actually switched. Someone somewhere, a software developer thought there, there, there are apparently problems with it, um, and they thought, you know what, we're going to switch off support. So actually, it ran the 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 Nokia software ran on my machine, and. I, I said, would you like to update? I said, yeah. So I updated it, and then, then it switched off support for me. Strange. But I, th I think you're missing the point in that Nokia keep telling us that their phones aren't phones. They're computers. They're multimedia computers. And I've got a multimedia computer, and it's a MacBook. And when it needs a software update, it does it itself. <laughs> I don't have to connect it to another computer to update it. We know that Nokia have OTA firmware upgrades for some of their handsets. Why don't they make that a standard across the board? Well, I think they might be making that now for the next, next lot of phones, but it doesn't help me. It really doesn't help me. Um, very annoyed, massively annoyed. However, uh, James Watley uh, was texting me earlier. He reckons that uh, Nokia might have something new coming because they, they have some scheduled downtime on the, the Nokia software update this week. You never know. Anyway, it massively annoys me. We'll stop there. Just uh, it's <laughs> cathartic to talk about it. Okay. So uh, the next thing on the list we wanted to talk about, what well, I wanted to talk about this week actually was Nokia Maps social features. So mm. uh, we're we're into the end of week two now on the OV review that I've been writing for SMS Text News, and the last part of that was um, covering the covering Nokia Maps as, as much as anything else. Having given the uh, music store a good kicking last week, I thought I'd have a look at uh, Maps. Uh, one of the features that's been actually quite widely advertised, certainly in the UK, so uh, certainly although still carrying the beta tag, I think uh, uh, Nokia are pushing this for uh, consumer use. Um, obviously, my, my, my write-up coming, and uh, the nice people at WOM, Nokia's blogger relations team, are sending me a GPS-enabled handset, so we're going to spin that out for another week so I can actually see what the, what that works, how that works with, uh, with a live GPS feed. But the big announcement that came along this week is that they are building a website, a portal on the OVE website to, uh, to accompany the client which you download for the standard navigation features, and that will allow you to do uh, planning and... Uh, um, some of the some of the root activities actually online uh, online first and then sync them to your sync them to your handset and certainly for complex itineraries that sounds really compelling and actually I think will be a big differentiator between maybe Google Maps which is probably the primary competitor in this market. You're absolutely. I would really use that a lot. I think your multiple itineraries and that kind of thing. Yeah, I use I use Google Maps a lot. Mm. Um, used it to find my way here today. Wow. Even though we're on Oxford Street. <laughs> um, and I haven't I haven't enjoyed using Nokia Maps. Um, but I think this might be something that, that sways me. Yeah, absolutely, because I mean, it doesn't. Nokia Maps at the moment, I think the general gist is it's good, but it doesn't stand out as better than Google Maps, and it has a few quirks that make the user experience a little bit painful from time to time. But I mean, if um, if we're able to record points of interest, which of course Google Maps doesn't give 
any coverage of at all, as far as I'm aware. Um, and if you're able to do route planning in advance, and maybe even maybe even manage your itineraries online as well. Um, obviously, you want to be able to do that mobile, but most of us uh, spend time at computers uh, when we when we're doing our appointments and yeah. things uh, in a work environment. That would be that would be excellent. Fantastic. My routine. Yeah. So that's exciting. That's coming down the line. And what it also shows, I think, is that the OV product set. Isn't, isn't resting. There's a temptation to think that actually it's got a bit stale recently. So I'm quite excited to see a bit of innovation there. Now all Nokia need to do is glue the damn thing together so Ovi is more than a sticky label because uh, <laughs> that's, that's, the next, that's the next theme in the Ovi review is what the hell is Ovi uh, at the moment. Not, but Nokia Maps, though, are making some good progress. Right. Now, um, now you've explained that it's actually the, the, the Ovi map sharing stuff you talk about. When you had it on the list and you said it was, what was it, map social? Nokia Maps social features. I had a, had a really good vision in my head of, of opening up the map and seeing who's nearby, sort of sort of a, an on-handset ping, um, buddy ping, mm. um, where ever, all my OV friends were. Their location was on there, and I could see where they were. That that'd be well. That that would be an excellent update. And I mean, we were talking last week about Sports Tracker and how it already has some of that features, some of those features in it. So take yeah. the stupid word sports off because it's not, and uh, you know, make it a proper location client, and that would tie in quite nicely. I think the social features of this is that you're going to be able to you're going to be able to share the information you have into your social networks about routes and points of interest and that sort of thing as well. So it's not going to be just the person. Is it going to be really difficult to use? The, well, the, the straight-up answer at the moment is we don't know. The screenshots we're seeing from people who've had an early look at it look encouraging. I mean, certainly there's some, a fair amount of effort has been put into presenting this nicely. Um, but like I say, as with, as with Nokia, it always feels like a user interface lottery. So hopefully they'll come <laughs> down on the side of having produced something quite usable. Um, if it, if it does, delivers all it promises, then it'll be a big step forward. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, next on Ben's magic list is the Zib Vodafone deal. Yes. Which uh, Patrick was asking about. Mm. So. Well, Patrick was, um, his, his point, and I, I do, I do like, like it actually, he's, he's saying, um, sorry. In, in case people have, haven't been paying attention, to mm. explain what, why we're talking about Zib or Zib and well, I don't know what they're, I've been calling them Zib for years. I always just assume they were Zib, but... Zib, all right. Well, so Zibra... Ben, ben or is me for it earlier, so I'll, I'll go with Zib. Zibra Zib, it's quite... You're within swinging distance now, though, so I'm going to keep my opinions to myself. <laughs> uh, so Zib is a... Well, it started off as an address book, backup facility. And then, of course, since you've got that data, they can then um, help you keep up to date with other friends, so it kind of went Plaxo, um, and then you can track your friends and, and, um, and do various different interesting things with it. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I've only ever seen Zib... Zive back when it first ever launched, and then it was just a glorified uh, contact backup database. Mm. Uh, we talked about those on the site before. Mobico is another company that does yeah. that. Um, and, and, and I think you did a really big review of them. I think I did a big yeah. review uh, back of the last year, and mm. uh, it was very a very good experience. But quite a vanilla backup service, you know, good at what it did, but yes. none of these social features. So, can you just explain what the social features are that Zip gives? Because I'm not familiar. With Absolutely. Well, um, it, it was more or less limited to simply, you know, you, you, uh, if you change your contact details, then I can change that. Yeah, great, I can see see that updated. Um, then they're, they're saying you can discover your friends. So it was quite limited, but then the, the, the really exciting thing was a couple of weeks ago, I, I got the newsletter from them and it was saying we, uh, we've we got the next version coming. Um, uh, the Zib 
Oh, what was it called? I, I don't recall what it was called. Basically, a downloaded, down, downloadable application you can put on your, um, your phone and really, really take social networking to the next stage because, obviously, if you've got your, um, all your, your address book contacts um, on the Zip service, you can then start looking at their status, where they are, notes, tags, pictures, multimedia, fantastic. It looked really exciting. And then the next piece of news we got was this morning... Uh, a note in from Vodafone saying, um, just like you know, we've bought bought them. So Patrick's question. Patrick uh, runs um, the UK Sonus PR, and he was wondering what that means for the rest of the industry. Because normally, if you'd ask me where what where does Zip go, so great application, um, lot lots of future potential. Um, I would have thought it would be Google, Yahoo, various other related players that might have wanted to snap them up. Um, the fact that Vodafone's come in and taken it, I wonder, that's great, one, one, one assumes, uh, but who else is a target? No. I think it's interesting to try and work out why Vodafone have bought these guys, though, and why any of the large, maybe, network operators, the, the big players... Well, normally they would just put a little bit on the, on the deck and say, there you go, there's a link to it. If there was any good, it's put a link, like Facebook, for example, you know, it's put a link in, thank uh, you, Nick, goodbye. And that's the approach 3 took for a while as well, with the, uh, the website that promoted all of the various applications to support the X-Series data tariff that they were selling. They didn't actually uh, attempt to bundle the applications into the package as they did at launch. They just pointed out the applications that people recommended and gave a write-up, and that sort of uh, speeds the process up. So um, why, have, why have Vodafone uh, acquired Zip? Do, uh, does, the, does the offering need to be integrated more with what Vodafone offer? <laughs> I've, I've quite a few messages from people at Vodafone saying we're delighted, absolutely delighted. There's very, very several people from the Vodafone team uh, there in Newbury and around the place saying we're so excited. Very excited to see you know, um, what we'll be able to offer. What imagines that Vodafone will be integrating Zib, Zib into you know, into their service level. So I I imagine so, so many months hence I'll be able to walk into a Vodafone store, open up their you know the, the brochures they always have in these shops, um, and what will be you know network with your friends, find out where your friends are, you have a pint with your friends locally, blah blah. You know, I think I, I wonder how they're going to use it. It'll be very interesting to see how Vodafone integrated with their system, whether, whether it be just completely Vodafone branded, and if so, will it still be available for other users? I, I presume, given that they've got quite a few users on board now, it, it'd still be multi... Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, we know no information about that. Well, this is interesting because uh, a, few, a few months back I looked at O2's Blue Book, which yes. is a, a different service, but the big disappointment there was that it was advertisers available for everyone, which I thought was really smart because it was a good service that O2 were offering, and it might actually pull people into O2 by being impressed with the service, getting familiar with the O2 brand, enjoying it, and then thinking they'd become an O2 customer. Mm. Um, however, actually, in attempting to use it with a non-O2 handset, it actually it, it dies and kicks you out. So there's something inconsistent there, and uh, I wonder. I, 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 was, I was secretly hoping somebody from O2 might actually comment on the post and say that's a mistake or not, but uh, no, no feedback so far. So we should watch this space. Mm -hmm. But I am sold on the social networking piece. I think there's huge value. Again, I mean, I'm going to do lots of self-referencing today, but uh, a while back I wrote about Skydeck on. Yes. Uh, text news. And I mean, let's face it, Skydeck was not a social piece at all. It was a bill analysis piece. It's just in the, in the US only interfaces with the carriers over there. But the point was that it had some social features in there. And it, in, in the bill analysis, it actually began to identify your network of friends via 
via your your contacts and who you called most. Yes. And so there's huge there's huge value in there. Um, how are Vodafone, how are Vodafone then going to you know sort of push that out to the, push that out to consumers? Because surely if you are savvy enough to want to use that in social networking, you've already got it through your independent supplier. And if you haven't, then will regular normobs? You know, I'm doing the bunny ears <laughs> fingers for those listening. Um, uh, Will, will they get it? Will they understand social networking? Will, the, will they appreciate having their phone book entries updated for them, for example? Uh, yeah, well, uh, no, I reckon. No, I, don't, I think they'll get the benefit of uh, knowing that um, their mate Paul is at the pub and left this note for them. I mean, I'm just, I'm, we're speculating because we haven't really, we haven't seen anything that Zib have, have delivered yet. It's, uh, it's, it's arri- the application may be arriving soon, but. It could be good, I think. I, I, I don't know if there's much more to say. It's just pure speculation now, isn't it? Uh, but in terms of other companies, I mean, okay. so if you've started, if you're running a, um, uh, an application service like, um, like Zib, uh, well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of potential there. There is actually, um, I mean, Zib or Zib is basically uh, SyncML. Um, it requires a SyncML handset, as far as I know. Mm. Um, and there, there are, you know, SyncML is an open, an open standard. Um, and there's another package called Funamble. I'm not sure if that's actually how you pronounce it, but um, which is open source. So any, anyone can go and set up a, a Zib-like service. Yeah, yeah. And there's quite and a, there's quite a few Funamble uh, deployments yeah. around and about as well, and people offering those as services. And I think that they even now maybe. Um, SyncML clients being built for desktop PCs, so that yep. you can then, you know, sort of share the information mm. more widely. It's it almost the uh, the alternative to having like a Microsoft Exchange uh, yes. server yes. Know, to to share that information. So, it, as, as Dan's saying, I don't think it can be for that technology because they could have rolled that out of the box no, for, the, for there, free. There are operators using Funamble, um, so you, you'd think Vodafone would just look at that. They, they've got obviously Vodafone have some very clever people with them um, who who could knock something. As, as Zyb killer mm. up in, in, in no time at all and deploy it. So maybe Zyb have something up their sleeve that. I reckon it might be the application. I just don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. <coughs> it's going to be very exciting. What What is encouraging is I've a few emails from people, uh, well, from founders and people that are running similar styles, so not address but backup, not not contacts, not social networking in that context, uh, but other other mobile-related companies because that now gives, if when you're talking to investors, when you're talking uh, about exits, Mobile companies traditionally, I can't, I'm just trying to think of, of any mobile company that's, bought, that's done something similar. Can you think of any, any operator who's bought an application like that? They haven't just simply linked into it? Or I can't think of any network operators. I don't know if Dan can, but I'm thinking that normally you sit back and wait to be bought by Google, don't you? That's Precisely. So, but this, so that was a very limited amount of people that could buy you. you know, Google, Yahoo, maybe they're all over the shop at the minute. Maybe Microsoft. Microsoft possibly, yes, yes. Um, then some, maybe some of the media companies, maybe some of the, um, uh, the internet.coms, the Barry Diller um, chaps, uh, News Corp, uh, MySpace, you know, the, the, they, they were potentials, but having Vodafone come along and say, right, we're buying that, we're going to integrate it, one imagines into their entire service here in Europe at least. 
and, and that's that's exciting in one respect because it actually stokes up a bit of cash in that sector. It does, market. it does. The, the, the only thing that worries you though is that you get to this. I'm going to build the the old model of I'll build something and help hope Google buys me, which mm. encourages sort of uh, this speculative building of something that may be technically interesting but not a viable business. Because I think the thing is here that Zip was beginning to show itself as a viable business. Yes, I don't know. It's a pri- it was privately held, so we don't really know what the state of the finances were. But mm. you assume from the usage and the customer base and the way the product development's been going recently that there was some money flying around there. Yeah. Um, you know, businesses that are less profitable uh, maybe uh, sort of going to sit back and actually coast now rather than you know viciously trying to produce a product that's actually mm. earning some money. Um, I suspect in the, the mobile space that's always the challenge. I mean, Dan, you probably have a better insight into that than the rest of us. He's, he's trying, to, trying to earn some money off these products rather than them just being exciting and interesting. Yeah, it's, it's very difficult to, to get away from, from developing something and saying, this is amazing, this is, this is brilliant, and then actually making money with it. I mean, there, there are so many things that are brilliant that, that just don't have a business model that we look at um, in this industry every day. Um, and so Can you give us some examples? I mean? <laughs> um, the whole race to zero in, in calling, I won't, I won't name any names, but mm. there, are, there are a few big, big brands um, in terms of our little area of the industry. And um, what, just, what's your area of the industry? How would you define that? Um, well, personally, um, I'm more sort of voice than, than SMS, mm. things that you, you deal with. Um, so we're looking at the companies that let you call internationally for free, basically. Mm. Um, is there a business model there? I, I can't see one. Um, they, they just seem to be burning investment money. That's a very good point. You know, we, should, we should try and get some people on. I mean, for example, Reptel, I believe, are making making good revenues. They, they, they tell me I'm pretty confident that, yeah, um, they seem to be doing uh, rather well. Um, and, and you've had the discussion with Truphone this week and uh, posted about that. That's right. That's right. I mean, a lot of people talking about Truphone and, and um, telling me lots and lots of different perspectives. Um, you know, I... I'd like to see success in this market. I, I would like to actually be a global roaming customer. Don't really mind whom. Uh, I'd like to be paying my money to them. I'd like to have a, a global number that works anywhere uh, on multiple devices and that gives me global roaming data as well. And I only don't I want to pay five pence a minute wherever I am or, or nothing a minute. But you're quite right. It is a race to zero, isn't it? It is. It is. And it's, I'm, I'm sure that there, there's money flowing somewhere. Um, but. How, how, do you, how do you go about making money, giving something away for free? Yeah. There's, there's very different ways that they, they, well, they claim the money's flowing. It's very interesting. But okay, so here's a, here's a question for you. Um, Twitter obviously started, you know, they went and they bought a job lot, millions of traffic, millions of SMS messages, so that they could um, enable people to play with this technology. And I think we're, we're seeing quite a movement away from simply using Twitter as a as an SMS gateway, well, um, Twitter SMS never works for me. Well, like, but that, that's where it came from. And in order, in order to encourage people to, to play with it, they, they said, "What's well, free? You will pay for the SMS messages. You you send an SMS to us, we'll distribute it to anybody that's that's subscribed to you. It doesn't matter how many people you got, we'll pay for it." Yep. Uh, so that helped encourage, that helped get it begin, get it to grow. My point was, uh, a, a company we covered recently was Zygo. Hubs or Zigo Hubs, I'm not quite sure. Again, <laughs> so Z Y G O Hub Hubs dot com. Um, it's uh, that's a group text messaging. It's fantastic. You pay for it. 
So I send one text message in. They send, and it goes. You, you you define a group of people that you um, that you want to receive the text. They can subscribe to or whatever. Um, so if the, the example they quote, if you're going for a ski trip, if you're going on a ski trip, there's 13 of you, and uh, you want to connect everybody because everybody's all over the place in different mountains and whatever. You want to say, listen, everybody, let's meet uh, here for some cheeseburgers or something. Sounds, um, sounds good. Absolutely. Um, you, you, one person texts into the group, doesn't matter who it is, and your text is immediately distributed out to everybody else. Really smart. And really smart. And sends that initial text message pays for all the other text messages coming out. Uh, the, um, while the person who owns the group, the person who starts right. the group, pays for the text messages. But someone's paying for it. Correct. Is, so if, if we were on a group and you, you text into the group, if you text into our group, um, I'm paying to have the text messages, and it's 5.7 pence a text. But that's a that's an acceptable price, I'd say. I mean, the, the difficulty there is billing unit billing units that small, doesn't it, for yes. companies? But certainly, that's a discussion for another day. I think. Well, you say it's an acceptable price. Uh, price it is. None of my friends use it. Why? Because they, why are you paying for it? And I was t I'm trying to get people to use it, right? And I went to my normal friends and said, "Listen, here's a function. Okay, try it." One of them signed up. One of them signed up. The other one said. I don't get it. I said, you don't have to think about it. Just sign up. No, no. If you want to multiple multiple text you, simply text me and him. No, no. You're not. You, you, but my friends just simply aren't interested because they know I'm paying for it. Anyway, uh, it's strange. I'm not sure my friends would have the same worry about my uh, my, my wallet. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, but, but I mean, I can see us using it, but I can't see us using it. Very frequently, I, like you say, it's a special occasion, and the, the and the you know twenty or thirty text messages I might send in an afternoon for mm. organising a party or the, you know going to get cheeseburgers in your example yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever you know is not going to keep a new businessman afloat. It's certainly not going to keep, keep any shareholders. Uh, very this happy, is it. So. This is it. But at least there is uh, a revenue a revenue stream there, um, unlike these race to zero products where there just doesn't seem to be any. Just giving some Correct. away. Yeah. Okay, so we should probably wrap wrap up on Zip. Uh, any any last thoughts in terms of what would what do we want Vodafone to do with it? Well, that's an interesting uh, question. It'd be rather good, uh, I think, if you walked into a Vodafone store and they said, "Hey, yeah, um, if, you you, know. if you let's let's say you go and buy a Vodafone handset, it's already got Zib or Zib on there." Um, and it's already configured, it gives you an account that's linked to your, your SIM card. Or you can log into the web. Yep, yep, you don't have to do anything, it's already there, and it automatically syncs your, uh, your contacts. You lose your phone, you ring them up, they ship your replacement, that's also got Zib on it, and your contacts. Are See, now you really are, yeah, yeah, just ask for your username, you're done, yeah. And uh, I, they, Vodafone should start to make maybe a, a small charge for non-Vodafone customers and give it free to Vodafone customers, and then I want to be a Vodafone customer because they love me more than non-Vodafone customers. Sold. Sold. Job done. Next. <laughs> okay. Gordon um, Ramsay, done. Done. Um, <laughs> Next up, Discus. This is the new comment system that you've put live on SMS Text News, receiving mm. uh, sort of roundly positive feedback, I think, but we just wanted to talk through that. Yes, well, okay, so the uh, Discus is pretty cool because you can, well, my favourite feature of Discus, or D-I-S-Q-U-S, or Discus, um, favourite feature is that um, I get email updates. So whenever anyone posts anything on the forum, I get an email update. And you can subscribe to have any uh, uh, to get updates, kind of like an email messaging uh, a newsletter, uh, mailing list service. And it's fantastic. I can reply to stuff by, yeah, by on my BlackBerry. Yeah. That's one of the excellent features, isn't it? You can reply from the email. Yes, than and it's wrapped onto the, um, onto the bottom of the comment, and it's threaded as well. Very useful. Um, the negative is you have to go and register with uh, discuss. You know you have to register an account. Once you've done that, you can then follow people. Uh, Dan, you I, know. 
I, well, I was very disappointed when you, when you switched to it. Um, Did you see my brilliant coding? I had to actually do some <laughs> actual coding to go and get their feed and put it on the front page of the site. Yeah, it's, and, and the actual comments were iframe-based, aren't they? Um, yeah. And I was a bit disappointed that then I had to go and sign up. And I'd heard of Discus before um, through one, one of the investors has a blog, um, and he, he obviously uses it. Um, and thought, yeah, that's all right. It's not for me. When you signed up for it, I started. You know, well, I read, I read SMS text news every day, and maybe I should sign up for it. And I, and I did. And since you've started using it, a lot of other blogs that I read have, have switched to it, and it has become very, very useful. In that I'm already logged in, and I, all I have to do is type a type a response. And um, I, I like to be able to see the the comment streams and the comment history because one of the challenges was. Um, there's often a lot of really useful information comes out in the comments, as useful as the stories themselves. And it used to be quite difficult to go back and find that, either manually searching or You're right. perhaps, I mean, I used to have the old comment feed, uh, it's subscribed in my newsreader, and yes. maybe I searched through that, but it, it wasn't very slick. And this now actually presents a nice rolling story page you can search through, mm. so that, that works really well. I, I like that. Well, let me tell you the, the problems then. Okay, the problems with it, one, trackbacks. So we don't have trackbacks at all now. I really miss trackbacks. Mm. I, I wonder if, to be honest, if they don't fix, if they don't fix that I think soon. that's a, a ma major reason why we'd probably take it off. Well, the, I have to say, like, I, I'm in one of those things with, would you, how long would you give, how long would you give that for? Could, could you not use... Oh, um, it's really annoying me. It is really annoying me. The second thing that's annoying me is you can't use it on the mobile. Well, you can use it on the mobile. I've tried to hack it. Um... So that I mean, anyone who's using SMS text news by mobile can at least put a comment in. The problem, you re you have to register, you have to log in, sorry, you have to log in on your mobile browser. Piece of shit, right? So they really just don't have a mobile strategy. No, I don't think they're aware of mobile. I, mean, I I just I think they are aware of it, but they haven't. I asked them, and they said no. But so how? I, mean, I wasn't a big reader of the site through uh, the directly through the site. I, I always use a, an RSS reader. You mm. know, I'm a Google, big Google reader fan. Um, what did the comments look like on mobile previously, just when they were presented through well, um, Raw text. Raw text. Nice, nicely formatted, but raw text. And um, there was simply just a box. You typed in your name, email address. and uh, I, Well, if you're using a Nokia browser, it would remember you. A cookie would remember you. Um, so um, any user, could, and I get lots of email from people saying, oh, yeah, I can't do this anymore. You used to be able to log, view a post on, uh, on the mobile and be able to comment on it. That, that is a bit disappointing, uh, a mobile-specific blog that you can't comment on from your mobile. It's annoying me. The one thing I can't argue with, however, is the traffic. The comments are way up. I, I don't know the exact... In the first week, for example, I think uh, we had almost 200 comments. Um, not a lot, but 200 comments, that sounds great. But then the week before that, without Discuss, I think we had 17, 18. Something like that. I think because because you're, it's easier to, to see the conversation threads that are going on. You're inclined to jump back into conversations that are maybe fallen off the front page of the site. Exactly. And previously, you were, you could only see maybe it was, I think it was the ten most recent exactly, stories, yeah, yeah. and they were the ones that you'd maybe say, "Ah, oh, somebody's made a new comment on this thing I'm interested in. I'll jump in there." But it's very difficult, wasn't it? It could very quickly roll off, couldn't it? Yeah. So uh, this this is a better arrangement. Yeah. I, I have to say, I, I, I wish they'd pull their finger out, get the trackbacks and the mobile interface sorted, because th that that would it's, a, it's an excellent solution yeah. otherwise. Although there has been some press as well that um, the company Automatic 
um, who, who are obviously a provider of blog solutions, are, um, are hinting strongly that they're going to be developing a competitor. Mm. So uh, I think we're going to see this marketplace hot up. And the, having that same coverage of, of uh, features is going to be one of the major deciders, isn't it? Absolutely. So, I mean, if they, so if they launch it tomorrow, I mean, it'd, it'd be annoying to have to swap again. Uh, but if they have launched everything that we're looking for, then I think we'll probably swap. And have you, did you, were you ever able to migrate all the old comments from... No, this is another thing. I mean, it, it does feel as though discuss. I know that I'm pretty sure they're not, but it feels that like they're just staring at the wall and not doing anything. Because I like to see updates quickly. So with, uh, with Rock Talk, for example, um, one of the higher technology products, um, they update it quickly. Uh, with Scribe, actually, the um, the really really cool blog, uh, blog WordPress blog client that uh, Jay from uh, Holo Tech, uh, Dan's colleague here, um, created. Every time I log in uh, to it, it says, "Would you like an update?" We've yeah, he's done something else to it. It might only be two lines, but he's done something <laughs> to it. It's fantastic. I like I like to know about. I haven't seen any updates from Discuss since we put the system in place. And I've emailed them. I've talked them. When can I get this? All I want. Give me the API. No, they don't have a sorting API. Do they, do they uh, oh, they do have an API, but it's not documented. Do they have any method of communicating with them? Uh, yes, yeah, a chat by the name of... I forgot his name. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot the guy's name. But Yeah, and he says, oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, we were thinking about that. I mean, so I, I'm, I, I'm annoyed that I don't see anything happening. I, I was impressed that he... Uh, obviously, there are... There are Brogger relations people were reading the comments yes. because he dived in and actually commented on the site exactly. acknowledging your comments uh, but like you say it's easy to Where say is the update? come on this is a piece of simplicity mm. here uh, we, I mean I know that they've got a massive infrastructure to think about but it, it is not that difficult to hire someone okay I, I, I'm, I'm assuming they've, they've got funding hire someone I, I just and tell them, sit there and write the API document the API make it all open let me write a track back feature because what I said to them is, I want the ability to be able to add a comment, me add a, uh, a comment into the system. Then, then we, we can make our own trackback system. I, I know Discus did, did just uh, announce some funding. I don't think it was a huge amount, but they right. have just picked up some funding. But that was yeah, right, the, yeah. the conversation about the, the likely competitors as well, because yeah. there is one other in the market. But um, I think the fact that it's being so widely adopted as well actually may be a problem for them because yeah. they've, they've been got to focus on making keeping the thing live. Haven't well, they? They've got a great amount of visibility, but I suspect they're struggling just to keep their head above water and maintain yeah. that basic level of service because obviously every time somebody loads a blog page, they've got quite a lot of serving to do. Bit exactly. of it's got to be, if, if, if it's slow, we'll switch off. Yeah, yeah that, if, I mean, if I notice some, uh, a massive impact from it. It's okay at the minute, but if I did know I would, would switch off and migrate to someone else. Yeah. Anyway, um, oh, sorry, go. Sorry, um, no one's going to actually keep this on their blog if it's slowing it down for the rest of their customers and their advertisers. Exactly. Yes, that's um, although, before we do move on, one of the best features, I think, about it that we haven't touched on is um, the social side of it, in mm -hmm. that I've learned about a lot of blogs I didn't know about, just because people I've added and started you following, follow them, yeah. I've posted comments, and I'm like, oh, I've never heard of this blog, and then added it to my feed. Yes, and you don't need to just do that through the discuss you're site. You're absolutely right, yes. We do it through friend feed, for example. Yes, uh, you're right, you yeah. see everyone's comments coming up. Well, and just a fair point, um, I'm not paying for it. I'd be happy to pay. Well, this is it. Don't, for, don't force me to have a, a low-pass service and have it for free mm. when, I, when I'd be willing to give you money for exactly, it. Exactly. And, and I would be willing to pay a lot to have these kind of features. Uh, well, one, one other thing I um, wanted to talk about before we go on is um, a feature, a, a concept feature. Mr. Operator. I was chatting to a guy uh, from a mobile operator um, who has to remain non anonymous. 
and I just said, I said to a mobile operator, very big in the UK, worldwide company. Then. Um, <laughs> Narrow it down a bit. What? Okay, that's all. That's all four of them at least. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I said, look, would you just send us a comment? Just a comment, something that we should think about, or just a comment. Uh, so this is the Mr. Operator feature. Here we go. Um, if your LBS, if your location-based service, service uh, advertising model relies on mobile network operators sharing customer personal information with advertisers, forget it. Too much risk for too little gain. So there we go. I, I, it might have been a meeting he's just had. He's extremely influential. It's just it's fascinating to get some commentary from him. So he is a mill, and that's all we can tell it's, you. It's the SMS text news mobile operator big shot thought for the day. There you go, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Mr. Operator. Okay, so we should keep things moving. Uh, last up on the list was applications of the week. Mm. My laptop battery is given out, so I can't remember what they are. I can remember mine, so... I can remember mine. Okay. I can remember mine. Well, do you want to go with uh, uh, Dan first as a visitor? Okay, my application of the week is Blast FM. Um, it's not a very good application. It, I only found out about it today. Um, it's not it's, a very good application. It's not, yes, it's, not, it's your application it's, it's, of the week. It shows promise. It's, it's, it's in there because it's so promising. All right. Um, for those of you who don't know what Last.fm is, it's um, a music site whereby you log all the music you listen to on your various devices. It works with iPods. Um, there's a, there's, a, there's a, an application for the iPhone, um, Series 60, and, and all the desktop platforms. It logs everything you listen to and creates a profile of your, your listening habits and presents you with various um, streaming radio stations that are to your liking. And as well as that, if you're feeling in a specific mood, you can put in a, a, an audio tag uh, or genre um, and or a similar artist and just, just say I put in... Uh, what's your, what's your favourite? Uh, who were you listening to earlier, Ewan? Oh, Leona Lewis. Leona Lewis. If I put in Leona Lewis, I, I can listen to... I only thought a joke. I'd like to point out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was very annoying when Last FM put that out as my <laughs> most popular track. Or say, put it out onto Friend Feed. I got tons of comments <laughs> from people saying, oh, that's shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so if I put in Leona Lewis, um, I could hear other quality acts along those lines. <laughs> and it's a good way of finding out about new, new music and things. There is an excellent uh, application for that for the iPhone, but obviously it only works over Wi-Fi. And today I found out about uh, a little, it's, it's more of a hack, it's a, it's a bit of Python uh, that runs with uh, the, the streaming radio application on Series 60 that allows me to listen to my last FM radio station um, over 3G. And it works to an extent, it's, I wouldn't recommend it for anyone who, who, who prefers a very stable application, but, mm. but as, as, as a proof of concept, it's very good, and I, I hope that the, uh, the developers continue it. What's your application of the week, man? My application of the week is uh, something that's sort of slightly different to Dan's. I think it's one of those applications that excited me uh, when it initially came out and has uh, slowed down, and, and that's, um, that's Walking Hotspot. Yes. Now, Walking Hotspot is, gives you the functionality of taking your Series 60 phone, again, and you deploy it on your 3G handset, it takes the unlimited data connection that you've purchased from the network and shares it with you via Wi-Fi, effectively creating you a mobile, a mobile hotspot. The thing I liked over the uh, previous uh, product that did that, and I am definitely... Joico Spot. Joico Spot. Uh, is that this one also gave um, WPA encryption, which meant that you weren't uh, offering up a public 
Wi-Fi hotspot to everyone else on the train uh, and you just for yourself and it works it seems to be more reliable and slightly faster uh, my application of the week is Pal Ringel now I've mentioned them before in February I went absolutely nuts with excitement when I was playing with it I downloaded it onto my US uh, Motorola Q and uh, Pal Ringel is ostensibly instant messaging I didn't find that work too well in fact the application itself is rather unwieldy um, but what you can do one of the, f the functions is when you're running it you can create a room and I can invite you to a room for example the SMS text news room and in that room I can then just simply press a button Any, bu I think um, it's the, the central button on your phone um, your, your, your joystick button uh, press that and speak and all of a sudden and you just go uh, hello there how are you doing uh, goodbye. let the button go kind of push to talk and all of a sudden that audio recorded and transmitted in a small compressed file to anybody else in the room likewise you can capture a, a picture by just going uh, take your phone wave it point click it's extremely fast and immediately that picture is then sent to everybody in that room uh, that could just be you and me or it could be everybody uh, it could be 100 people or 200 people. Log in to PowerRingo.com with the, your username and password, and there's all your, your conversations. There's the audio uh, that you can hear and the, uh, the pictures. Do try it. The description doesn't do it justice. Be prepared for an unwieldy rubbish, rolling your R's, rubbish experience on the user interface, on the handset, and also on, um, on the web. But the underlying technology... Phenomenal, and I'd like you guys to try it. Do try it. So, so have we all chosen our applications of the uh, of the week based on the fact that they're not very good, but they show promise? It, this, this is it. It's, it's, it's promising Friday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's up and coming applications of the week. Well, they've just received. Uh, Palringo just got five million dollars, I think it was. The chap that used to run Vonage or Vonage, the as, as Dan was calling them earlier. Um, they, uh, the chap Kerry. Um, I believe he was a CEO of Vonage. Kevin Ritz. That's right. He has joined um, as chief exec of Power Ringo. I wonder if he's up in, I think he's in London now, but they're, they're based in Newcastle. Um, I'm going to go and meet them shortly, I hope. I'm going to put some questions to them next week because I think the underlying concept is brilliant. I hate, absolutely hate, I hate it because it could be so good. I hate the way they've implemented it. I wish they get a better user interface on the handsets and also on the web because I can't take my pictures off. I can't take the audio off. I can't stream it. It's a few issues there. But that is easy to fix. Exactly. That's what's annoying. Is since fe this is in February, I wrote about it, and they've, they've, there's been a few changes. But I, I just—is it me? So I'd like to I do have a look. Maybe we can revisit this next week. I'd like to know. Is it's not me? Please tell me. Technology is good, but is it me that the interface is terrible? Uh, thank you all for your attention. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on smstextnews.com.